Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. things covered listeners we have a very very special guest as matt referred to him a red zone killer my red team killer. adam Thielen, an eight-year nfl vet two-time pro bowler and a graduate from minnesota state mankato so welcome to the show adam no it's question. a pleasure to have you on the show man how you been i've been good thanks for having me uh, i've been i've been watching the the episodes come out for a long time so i uh, appreciate you having me on yeah, man. So let's let's jump right into it. After the bye week, obviously, you know, we're sitting at three and three. Got a long uh, road ahead of us. H- how's the outlook of the team so far, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I think I think as you know, obviously, we we sit right next to each other in the locker room. But I think what's cool about this team, and I've never been on a, a different or, or in a different organization, but I've been on a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. And I think the cool thing about this team is just the mindset. You know, when we were struggling to get wins. Uh, it, there was no like, you know, chatter in the locker room about, you know, this guy or this coach or this, you know, thing or that thing. It was just kind of like, all right, we got to like go to work and like we got to find a way to win because yeah. uh, losing sucks, especially early in the season. And, and, and you know, the media is coming after you individually or as a team. It, it's it's not fun. So um, I just love the mindset of this team. And, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can continue to to ride this kind of um uh, wave that we've got now of momentum and and continue to push forward well we're gonna you know tap into the vikings real quick but i want to talk about golf right quick there's a rumor floating around the entire nfl league that you're one of the top golfers in the national football league right now so i got a question for you got pat p i call him little baby tiger woods because he's always on the course as well if you and pat p were head to head on the on a golf course right now how many strokes are you spotting him to make it even a match um, at this point, I need at least five. You need five? I think I, yeah. think I, I have to give him a couple, but the <laughs> thing with Pat P is his putter is so ridiculously good that, mm-hmm. like, it, that evens the match right there. Like, he, he especially when you're head-to-head with him. I remember playing in Tahoe with him. This had to have been, man, three, four years ago. And I swear he did not miss a putt the entire round. Like, he had, what, you had, like, 25 points. Like, you were in the lead after the first round. Like, it was it was – insane like i've never seen anything like it i think we i think we can uh hang with each other like i can hang with them you know from t to green but when we get to the green that dude's he lights out so who would you have in your top current players active players right now in the national football league who would be in that top five you can include yourself also if you like oh man case keenan would have to be up there uh he he's really good he plays a lot of golf too um Man, Pat, you're gonna have to help me out. I don't even. I can't even think yeah, of that's it. I, I, I go, players. I go with Case as well. I go with you. Um, any current, any more current players I can think of off the top of my head? Any quarterbacks? Can't can't think of any quarterbacks. I mean, you and Harry, obviously. What? Yeah, hey, what about what about Rogers? Aaron Rodgers plays, right? Oh, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron can play. 
Aaron can, Aaron play. can play, especially if you put Aaron like in like a competition. Like I don't think if you just like go out and play, like he's gonna be able to hang with anybody. But that dude, like again, it's kind of like Pat P. Like you get out there one on one, like the dude gets that putter going. It's, it's crazy. But uh, um, Harry's sneaky good. Like he's getting pretty good because he's playing so much golf. So mm-hmm. we gotta watch out for him. It's super long. Hey, but Matt, what did I say? I always said that. Adam was better than me, did I not? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you you always kept it Adam real. All around yeah. golf. Yeah, you were the first person that that mentioned Adam's name when it comes to the golf course. Derek Carr is pretty good too, as well. I think he was a uh, he was in a part of Tahoe. He saw that. Okay, mostly you know, mostly I think when you talk about NFL players, you always kind of side with quarterbacks that position. You right. know what I mean? To have more guys that don't you know pretty good on the course, but you you've always gave Adam his tribute. Like yeah, he can go. He can go. <laughs> I, did, I can't wait till I'm done playing so I have some time to uh, – these kids start getting a little older so I have time right. to really, really push my game. That's that's when I'm going to really go after it. Well, you're going to be really dangerous then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, Adam, with you walking on, like, how was it with you? Obviously, everybody knows your story. You know, I had – obviously having the privilege to be a teammate um, this year. But, you know, tell us a little bit about your story being, a, you know, pretty much a practice squad guy that had to work your way up into the ranks and being pretty much where you are right now today. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like, looking back at it, you know. I think when you're in the moment, like, and as a competitor, as an athlete, like, you're not thinking about anything other than, like, hey, I'm just playing football. Like, I don't care who I'm going against. I don't care, like, how little the chances are that I'm going to make the team or make the uh, practice squad, things like that. Like, I was just, like, out there playing football. But, you know, now I look back at it, I'm, like, I'm, like, nervous. Like, I've, I've said this before, like, I literally like think about like that rookie mini camp where I I wasn't signed. Um, I was just going in there for like a two day, basically, you know, workout. And like, you know, they already had a 90 man roster. Like what are the chances they're going to cut some guy that they just gave a $10,000 signing bonus to like to sign me? Like I I wasn't thinking about that at the time, but now looking back at it, I'm like, I kind of get nervous, like almost like overwhelmed. But, uh, uh, but like, like I said, when you're just out there playing football, like, and then I get gain confidence, right? Like I, I go to rookie mini camp and I felt like I could hang, you know, and it's like you have a first round corner that I'm going against in Xavier Rhodes. And then going every single day and practice against the starters when I was on practice squad, it was like, man, like if I can do it every day against these guys that are, you know, starters on our team, like why can't I do it in the NFL? So um, when you start to, you know, stack that up on top of each other and your competitor, maybe a little delusional, you just kind of, uh, you know, guard to gain that confidence and, and excited about an opportunity so you can show what you can do. How crafty you are, you know, and me and you, all, me and you always have this conversation, especially in camp, you know, when we actually had the opportunity to put some pads on, how you're able to make everything, almost like Justin, how you're able to make your releases look the same, like we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, not giving uh, too much information to our opponents. They may be watching this as well. <laughs> they, they, hey, Pat, they see it on tape, though. Yeah, they know no what's about it. You know, I'm smarter than that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> they see it on tape. able to make certain things look the same and make it difficult for the for the DB to get a to get a good read on you. Like, where did that, uh, like, where did that, I guess, that, phase of your game came from did somebody teach you that or did you know you wasn't the fastest on the field you had to find different ways to get open like where did that craftiness come from yeah you know honestly uh it was kind of like every step of my of the way like I I took something and learned from it and then kind of just kept stacking it you know like I, I I can go back to my high school days I had some great coaches that played you know high level football not not the NFL but you know played college football and, and um you know, just, just were really good coaches and, and taught me like, 
how important it was to block as a receiver. Like I remember just like watching football as a kid and, and, and I always wanted to be a wide receiver making those crazy catches, but I never thought about blocking anybody. Right. And I remember, <laughs> I remember going back to a day in, in high school and, and our head coach, like I was making all these crazy catches. I was just this little, you know, bean pole and, and had no muscle on me. Uh, but I was making all these crazy catches and he looked at me and he said, Hey, you're not going to get a college offer if you can't block. So you better start focusing on blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, I go to college and I have a receiver coach who played college football, won a national championship in, in division two. And, and I learned a ton from him just from like technique stuff. I've always been kind of delusional, honestly. Like I always thought I was faster than the guy I was going against. I always thought I was more athletic than the guy I was going against. I, I think maybe it was like my basketball, uh, you know, being my first love was basketball. So I was like, man, I can cross this guy over. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can outrun him. So I kind of like, I always had that mentality, but uh, it definitely was, you know, when I got to the NFL and I said, okay, like, how am I going to separate myself? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's in the NFL, you don't get a whole lot of separation. So how can I do the little things to make sure that I can get a little bit more open? So, you know, there's just, uh, it's not all these contested catches and it's a little bit easier on the quarterback to find me and things like that. So um, it was always kind of just every step of the way. And then, and then I get to the NFL and I see all these guys in front of me, you know, Greg Jennings, Jarius Wright, Cordero, we came in together, Um, just kind of like seeing things that they do. Uh, Jerome Simpson, you know, watching stuff that he does. Mm -hmm. And then guys I played with and then guys played against just picking little things from what they do and then being like, okay, like, I need to put that into my game. Watching a guy like Devontae Adams, seeing the way that he releases. Right. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out a way to implement some of the stuff he does because it's so good and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so effective. Right. Wow. So it's safe to say when it comes to your route running style, you've, you, you've studied guys, you watch guys, and you kind of take a little bit of this from this player, a little bit of that from that player and implement it all into your game. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then a little bit of trial and error. You know, I think that's yeah. what's so great. Uh, was this offseason was to be able to go against you, Pat, you know, and, and yeah. be able to just try some stuff. Um, yeah, I did some different releases that I've never done before um, that I never really felt comfortable doing. But um, I knew that I had to have my A game to be able to, to win some on you and, and to get some uh, separation. So just trial and error. It, I throw stuff out all the time. I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's not going to cut it. And I'll yeah. throw it out. Uh, so a little bit of that, too. And that's great you say that because that's kind of like what, you know, how I look at it as well, because like me and you talked about all the time throughout camp, you know, my depth, you know, me messing around my depth when we have the one-on-one, the one-on-one releases. It's the, that's what the great ones do, like trial and error. You want to try it and practice, see if you're comfortable mm-hmm. with it, and seeing if you're able to, you know, implement, put that in your game to transfer it over to the field and make it into your own. But, you know, me and me, me, me and you all have these have these talks all the time. So it's great for the for the world and for the world and the fans to, you know, hear some of our conversation that we are we're able to have as team uh, as teammates. And some of the young wide receivers, you know what I mean? Because yeah. one thing about playing a position, wide receiver cornerbacks, angles are so important. Mm-hmm. Super important. That's one thing I like about watching Adam, especially in the red zone. I was joking with him before we started recording. I call him the red zone killer because he shows up in the red zone. When you can create separation in the red zone when the field is smaller. Is is exactly. minimized a little bit. Now you're doing you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're crafty. I mean, anybody can. I'm not gonna say anybody, but it's easier to create separation in the field. But when it's when that field is shortened, when it really counts, that red zone 19 shows up. I mean, <laughs> that that corner route, man, they can't cover it. They can't cover that corner route from the <laughs> slot, man. Bang eight. They know whatever. it's coming. They know it's coming. When he get in the slot, <laughs> you already know what's gonna happen. You still can't cover it because the man is crafty. And when you have that type of crap, go ahead, Pat. 
Yeah, that's the thing too because like he'll he'll make the big boy catches. No he'll, question. He'll, he'll he'll get separation. It's just like I say, he's just very crafty and, and and it's awesome to see him work. Hey, so on the other episode that we dropped was it today, Adam? And I was giving you a tribute. I was like, "Yo, Adam is like my guy." I was saying that right, but I said Adam is not like you know Justin is like the flashy guy. You know what I mean? He's he's a, he's that he's that that exotic car. I said Adam is more like a grand marquee. He might, not be, he might not be the, the, the fastest, but he's dependable. He's going to get you where you need to go. If you need to go from Florida to California, I ain't jumping in a Ferrari. I'm getting the marquee, baby. I got to make sure I get there. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's that's why you've been in the league for eight years, and you've been routing people up as long as you have, and I always draft you on one of my fantasy teams. Always. If I win this year, I get a chance to meet you. I got, I got some dinner for you because we got a nice pot in my fantasy league. And you, Kirk Cousins, give you the ball in the red zone. That's why I got it. You're going to do numbers. You're going to do numbers. So let's go back. Talking about, you know, the Vikings, you have the luxury of, you know, you grew up in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Uh, you were a Viking fan growing up. And oddly enough, you're playing for the same team that you were cheering for as a, as a child. Uh, but what kind of fan were you when you were a youngster? What were, uh, do you have any memorable moments that you remember from the Vikings growing up cheering for them as a youngster? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first things that come to mind are just, you know, watching Randy Moss and Chris Carter, Jake Reed. I mean, literally, those guys are the reason why I want to play receiver. Like, after, like, watching those guys, I'm like, yeah, there's no other position for me. Like, I, I don't even want to try. Um, right. I love catching the football. I love making those crazy catches. I remember, you know, as a kid, like, watching the game and then being, like, yelling at my dad, like, hey, throw me this. Like, I'm going to dive into the beanbag, like, <laughs> pretend like I'm Chris Carter on the sideline. And, uh uh, those are like my biggest memories of a Vikings fan going to uh, games. Got, I was lucky enough to go to a few games as a kid. My dad would take me usually to the Packer Viking game, which was pretty, pretty crazy atmosphere in the Metrodome. The Metrodome. And, uh, yes, the Metrodome. Yeah, big. I love yeah. the Metrodome. So the crazy part about the Metrodome is everybody thought it was a piece of junk. And my first year in the NFL was the last year of the Metrodome. So I actually uh-huh. got to play in the Metrodome. And like, I remember as a kid, we had like, uh, the first thing we got when we got to like uh, training camp in high school uh, was a like a pamphlet, and all it had was a picture of the Metrodome on it because that was like the goal, like state championship at the Metrodome. Mm-hmm. And like I always wanted to play there. You know, my senior year we went undefeated, went to the section championship game to go to state, and you know we lose. Our quarterback breaks his thumb the second play of the game, mm-hmm. and so uh, didn't make it there ever. But then you know, fast forward, got to. Played preseason games in there my rookie year, and I was on practice squad, so I never played an actual regular season game there. But uh, it was pretty cool to be able to to take that full circle. Yeah, yeah I remember I played in the Metrodome my rookie year in 2005, and uh, just growing that's up a football fan. Say it again. I said that's so good. Used to get loud. Oh, no question, no question. But, but I <laughs> oh, remember because remember the the Twins used to play there as well. So I remember when we got in the stadium, we kind of saw the baseball setup and everything like that. But the locker room, the visiting locker rooms were horrible. The visits of the locker rooms were horrible, but that was like a, a real historic like experience for me because I saw so many games in the Metrodome. Like, man, this is where I saw Randy Moss, just Moss people, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> Randall, John Randall, uh, man, just in, back in those days, man, it was like, I, I love playing in those type vintage like stadiums. So that was a definitely cool experience for me. Yeah. And well, since we're on memory lane, we're going to take it back to 2017, which was a pretty magical year for the Minnesota Vikings. What was your favorite part about that season? Yeah, I think just getting on that run, you know, I think we started the season and, oh man, I, I don't think it was great. I think we 
remember losing in Pittsburgh and we were all down because we might have had a losing record at that point. And then we just go on this crazy run and, and Case was playing lights out. Our defense was playing lights out. Um, you know, we, we had kind of the full package. We could run the ball. We could throw the ball. It was just like, it, and it was like, you know how when you come in the building, you just got confidence. Yeah. And that's how that whole year was. You know, you come in the building, like everybody's smiling, joking around, but it's like, it's like not just like fake emotion. Like it's everybody's just like, Hey, we're going to win this week. Like we're going to put the work in. Don't get me wrong. We're going to put the work in, but like, we're going to win this week. And I just remember like being on the sideline of games and we'd be down two scores and like, nobody's panicking. Cause we're like, Oh, we're good. Like we're going to, we're going to make this happen. And then mm -hmm. um, to be able to, you know, win the, the Minneapolis miracle like that, and then go to the NFC championship game. Like it was, it was pretty cool. And then, you know, even looking at that, like NFC championship game, we go down the first drive, we score. Yeah. Like eight play drive, touchdown, and then three and out, get the ball back. And we're like, man, like this is, we're going to the Super Bowl, you know? And then, <laughs> and then it was a little bit rough after that. But, um, but they played lights out, man. That was crazy. I've never seen anybody throw the ball like Foles did that night. So, so it, it, it was uh, meant to be for them. Yeah. And you guys started out, you were two and two in the first four ball games, and then you went on and won 11 of the last 12 games. Oh, wow. So they caught fire. And it's, it's ironic. We're talking about this, that, that story back then in 2017, because right now the team is three and three. You know what I mean? So you guys know what time it is. It already, I already told Pat, the final yeah. game got to be in SoFi Stadium. That's, that's, only, that's the only option. So uh, yes. that's real cool hearing that story because people forget. They kind of remember how the ending, how the season ended. But people, you started off kind of rocky, you know, 500, two and two, and then wow, caught fire. I'm going to throw a date out to you, Adam. Let me see how well uh, your memory is. All right. Week 16, year 2016. What happened? Week 16? Yeah. 2016. Week 16. Oh, 2016 uh, is the year. In Lambeau. season. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, Play that Play. was, uh, uh, I, I've, I've been talking, well, you know, people ask me about different quarterbacks to play with. Played with a lot of different quarterbacks, mm -hmm. which I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, played with a lot of different quarterbacks in my career. And, and uh, people ask about Sam Bradford and, and Pat, you know, Sam, uh, yeah. talk about a golfer now, watch out that dude, you don't play that guy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but, but yeah, man, he, he just kept feeding me the rock that game and was throwing dimes. Uh, mm -hmm. It was kind of one of those games, a game where I just felt like uh, nobody could guard me. And uh, I felt like I could even had more. Uh, I think I, <laughs> I remember right. I might've had a drop or something, um, but I, I just felt unstoppable that game. I'm, I'll, I'll never for that, forget that game. Got to do the Lambo Leap, which I've always wanted to do since a little kid. Uh, really? The Lambo how was, how was that? How, how was that experience? It was unbelievable. I actually had, so a lot of my teammates at Mankato um, were from Wisconsin. Like that's gotcha. where like heavily recruited Wisconsin. So I had like several of my teammates text me after the game, like, hey, like, don't ever do that again. Like we were booing you <laughs> when you jumped in the stands. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my brother-in-law was booing me. <laughs> really, really. Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got a lot of uh, Green Bay ties, so it's a that game has a has a special meaning to me when we go and play in Lambo. Did, did any of the fans th throw any beer or spill any beer on you? Because I see sometimes when players jump into into Lambo, do the Lambo leap. Clearly, a pack of fans be feeling some type of way. Did anybody spill any beer on you by accident? I, or maybe I'm sure they did, but I was like, so you know, you're just you're in a different world at that point. Like, score a long touchdown. I actually ran a, a double move. We ran like a, a bootleg, and I ran like a comeback and go and go mm -hmm. and uh, caught it. The safety and the corner ran into each other, and 
took it like 80 yards. So yeah. um, at that point, I was like, I, I, I was, you know, in a different world. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I yeah. definitely got booed and popcorn thrown at me. I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> I got beer, beer spilled on me and everything. Right. I, well, so for our listeners and viewers that are hearing about this game, week 16, I have his stats, Adam Thielen's stats. In that game, he had 12 catches for 202 and two touchdowns. That was an unbelievable game. And as he just stated, he left a few plays out there as well. An unbelievable, unbelievable game. Christmas Eve. Matter of fact, Adam, that was Christmas Eve. Mm. You had an early Christmas I didn't Christmas even know game. that. Yeah. yeah, that was good. And and it wasn't – that was the last time I think I played in Lambeau, like, in, in December. And it wasn't that bad. It was like – I think the weather was, like, pretty good. It was, like, sunny out. and uh, It was probably, like, 40 degrees. So uh, mm. oh, we lucked great. out with that's the weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, we had Delvin on. Speaking of many quarterbacks that you played, we we had Delvin on last week, and he said that this is the best he's seen Kirk play. What have you seen the difference, um, and that's made Kirk, you know, play so well this year? Yeah, I think I think there's several things. I think uh, another year under his belt of being in this offense with a lot of the same playmakers. Um, I think I think the fact that they're kind of allowing him to be himself. Um, I think sometimes, you know, as coaches or players, you, you try to shape somebody into someone who they're not. And uh, it usually doesn't work out very well. As much as you want it to work out and you're doing it for the right reasons, um, sometimes that just doesn't work out. I think the, the ability to just let him just be himself. You know, he is who he is. And when he's allowed to just kind of be free and, and have fun and be passionate, uh, you saw him is, is engaging with uh, Coach Zim and grabbing him and Pushing yeah. them like like that's the curve we want to see like emotional um, you know just kind of uh, you know like I said just being himself so that's what I've seen and uh, I've been around him a while now I've gotten to know him really well and so I, I I feel like that's when he's his best when he's just like not worried about anything not worried about throwing interceptions he's not worried about oh I got to do this or I got to do that um, he's kind of just like he's putting his input in on the offense like he's saying. No, this is what we need to do because I've had success with this in Washington or or here early on or, or with this different offense. So, um, you know, I think it's just a, a a mixture of of really good coaching and and him obviously just just going with it. I, I said a few weeks ago on the show on one of one of our episodes that you know if the Vikings had a better record, his name would be floated in that MVP conversation because he's been balling. He's, he's, he, he, he 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 been yeah he been doing a great job and. Clearly, the pass catcher has been doing a great job in being able to come down in the clutch with big time passes. So, Kirk has been in his bag. Captain Kirk is what I call him. He he has that cape on right now. He's I call him Captain Kirk. <laughs> uh, take us through your thought process, Adam. In twenty twenty, the off season of twenty twenty, in March the team trades away Stephon Diggs, uh, and then in April they draft this kid named Justin Jefferson from LSU. What were you thinking through it through it all? knowing and seeing the success that you had with Stefan. And then of course they trade him away and then draft Justin Jefferson in the first round. Yeah, obviously, you know, the initial reaction was, was I was pretty bummed out. Uh, Diggs and I had a great relationship, uh, still have a great relationship to this day. You know, man, when he, it, it was, it was a tough year that, that 2019 season um, just with a lot going on. And, um, and then just, to, I knew he was, I know he needed it for himself and it was the best thing for him to just, uh, get a fresh start, go somewhere else. And I was happy for him for that. Uh, but man, I love playing. I love playing ball with him. I, I loved competing with him. I love the chemistry we had of, of we kind of fed up one another. Um, and we could tell each other anything. I mean, we had hour long conversations at times uh, about stuff that people don't even know about. Uh, so it was cool to have that uh, in the receiver room. So then going into 2020, I didn't really know 
what to expect. You know, I didn't know who was going to be the other starter. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know who was going to be in that receiver room and, and you just never know, right? Like you hope it's a guy that you get along with and can have a relationship with. And then we, we draft Justin. I remember watching him in college, obviously winning the national championship. And when we drafted, I was like, I was like, all right, I I like this. And then when you get to know him, um, as Pat knows, like, uh, what a dude, I mean, uh, he's just, he, it's so fun to be in, in the receiver room with him and all of our guys. Um, but, uh, it's been, it's been awesome getting to know him and then playing with him. So it's almost like, you know, I hate to say it, but it's almost like it was a seamless transition because it was, yeah. uh, it was just two guys that, man, they love to compete. They love football and, and we've had a great relationship. So I'm, I'm very blessed, honestly, like, man, when people talk about football, that's why it's the greatest team game, because when you talk about football, like, man, like, why aren't you having these numbers or how in the world did you have these numbers this year? Like, it's like, well, man, there's so many things that lead into that. But uh, one of those things is having great teammates and, and great people around you. So thankful to, uh, and blessed to have have those guys uh, for a majority of my career. I was about to say it's very, very rare that a wide receiver is a part of one of the best wide receiver duos in the National Football League. They trade that one of the pieces away and add another piece who's a young piece. And you still you're part of one of the best wide receiver duos in the National Football League. How has Justin been, a- been able to just dominate so early in his career? And you're a crafty guy. You study the game. Uh, you study DBs. You know, you study other wide receivers. But what have you seen from Justin is like, wow, this instantly, like you said, his rookie year was unbelievable. And because of that and because of your success, you know, you're one of the best wide receiver duos in the National Football League. But what have you seen from Justin that has allowed him to dominate like he's been dominating? Yeah, you know, if I was just like watching film, um, if I was like on a different team and I was like, oh, man, this guy's really good. I, w- I want to see what he's doing. Um, I would say like, man, he's just so um, he can do a lot of different things. He can he can go in the slot. He can go outside. He can he can run the go ball. He can run a hitch route. You know, he, he can do everything. And he's got great hands, got great ball skills. But then when you see him inside the building, you see how much he just loves football. Like mm-hmm. like nothing else. Like like he loves football and he loves his teammates. Like he, he's always smiling, joking around. He's the same guy. You know, he had a, you know, has a, a bad practice or a bad game. Like, he's the same guy the next day. Like, he's super mad at himself. Uh, he's super competitive, but that dude loves football. Um, and, and I love that about him, and, and that's why he's great. You know, I think, as Pat knows, you go, to, you go to, like, one Pro Bowl, and you see all the guys there, and you realize why they're there because they love yeah. ball. They love ball. Obviously talented, obviously athletic, um, obviously really good at football. But, man, they love football. And you see that from the minute you walk in uh, in that locker room at a Pro Bowl, and uh, he's one of those guys. I agree. Nope. I, I can't. I couldn't agree with you even, uh, anymore. Uh, with you being from Minnesota, this is my last one I got for you before we move to our superlative uh, part of the show. Um, but with you being from Minnesota, can you describe what a title will mean to the fan base whenever the organization is able to capture um, their first Super Bowl championship? Yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, people understand how. Uh, Man, how how long it's been, and, and how many uh, crazy things that have happened in this organization, and, and to these fans. I mean, I remember, forget what year it was ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that, when uh, uh, missed the field goal, and then you, you know you go to the playoffs. When I was my first couple of years and missed a field goal, the you know in a big game to actually go down to play you guys in the in the playoffs yeah. at, at Arizona, um, and I just feel like man, like this fan base is super loyal. I mean, it doesn't matter what your record is. doesn't matter, you know, how the season is going. Like they're filling that stadium and it's going to be loud. Um, it's going to be electric. Like it's, it's different than like, you know, you go to some other stadiums and, and it's like half the, half the, uh, 
fans are the other team, you know, right. That doesn't happen in Minnesota. Uh, It's, it's a loyal fan base that loves the loves the Vikings. They love their pro sports. And uh, yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Uh, It'd be pretty special, obviously. Hopefully it happens while I'm still playing because I want to be a part of it, uh, just being on both sides of it. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think these fans are are plenty deserving, and and uh, there's been enough craziness that's happened that uh, we can we can uh, uh, move past that. Hopefully, you guys get that done, man. You will forever be remembered no in Minnesota. You'll be able to get free groceries forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I go. You go to Pittsburgh man, right now. They remember them Super Bowls to death. You, what, I don't want to say too much while we recording, but you pretty much do whatever you want to do. <laughs> whatever you want well, to do. Well, Kirk, Kirk always jokes around that that's the only there's there's a a, a golf course in Minnesota that um, oh, yeah. is is like like pretty tough to get into. Like it's real old school. Like uh-huh. very few members, and he swears like that's the only way we're getting in is if we win a Super Bowl. So we got to get it done so we can get in. <laughs> Uh, no question, no question. And talking about the organization, uh, you're now sixth all-time in Viking history in receptions. You're sixth in receiving touchdowns, seventh in receiving yards. What does it mean uh, for you to be in the conversation with franchise greats? Yeah, it's obviously cool. I think it'll be it'll be uh, more special when I when I'm done playing. I can look back at it. Uh, honestly, man, I, I early on in my career and and you know even whatever like you you obviously care about stats because you like you know you know that's your that's the only way you can keep your job or or get a contract things like that but Mm -hmm. man i'm at a point in my career that i just want to win like i i don't know how many years i got left i really don't i don't know what's going to happen in my future but man like it doesn't matter if i have zero catches for zero yards and we go to a Super Bowl, let's go like i i just don't care and and uh um, I know it's easier to say that than actually believe it and do it, but but yeah, man, I, I just uh, I just want to win, and and uh, I love I love my teammates, this team. So uh, hopefully we can keep getting it done. Okay, say no more. Hey, like I said, win that Super Bowl. You do whatever you want. You can get in that club. You can go create your own club, golf club <laughs> <laughs> in Minnesota. You with that ship in La La Land, man? Yeah. I'll be fired up too. Well, I put on a good suit for that game, like I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to transition, Adam, to the superlative part of our show. We know you handle bump and run easy. We know, we know you handle pressure easy. So we want your honest, unbiased answer. First one I have for you. This is a home. This is a hometown question. Most famous Minnesota athlete ever is who? Mm. Like from the state of Minnesota? Yes. Or you or could, we could say from or played, played in Minnesota. for a pro team. Played, okay. played for one of the played for one of the professional teams. Well, well, I'll the say this: so uh, uh, Minnesota prides themselves on Minnesotans. Like we love our Minnesota guys. Like mm-hmm. I always talk about, you know, guys that you know from Minnesota now they're playing in the NBA or like no one thinks that we can play basketball in Minnesota, but we got some <laughs> real ballers. But uh, but I say that because I want to make sure it's a Minnesota guy. Oh man, I mean, I mean Joe Mauer. I mean, he's like, he's like the Florida State. I mean, don't, don't, no, no, no. Hey, Adam, don't you mention his name. I still feel some way about Joe. I I'm, <laughs> I feel some way about Joe. Joe was supposed to be our quarterback in Tallahassee when I was there. He decided to go play baseball. He was, up. I know. And and I heard he was lights out. I mean, I've seen like the highlight video throws and all that, but uh, he, he, I heard he was lights out. But I mean, growing up watching him play baseball, I mean, he had like a five hit game and like, you know, he's he just like a, he was, I heard like a legend. Like he was a legend as a child. Like, you know, he never struck out once in high school. Not ever? one time. 
Never. Not one time in high school did he strike out. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Pat P, this man, he was going to be our quarterback. I mean, oh, that's all we was missing in Tallahassee. He yeah. didn't come. He wanted to go play baseball. Now, I understand he got a nice, he got a few nice bags. Yeah, I think, he, I think he made the right choice. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm being selfish right now. Because, you know, you know, you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a shot. What Herm Edwards said, the field 150 yards, if you don't have a quarterback. No quarterback. Man, Joe, man, Joe was supposed to be our quarterback. But that's a good name. That's a real good name. Real good name. I like it. All right, we're going to keep it in Minnesota. Your favorite restaurant in Minnesota. Ooh. Favorite restaurant. Dang. Oh man, I think I think I gotta go with the Nook because it's like uh, a Minnesota thing. Is like the Juicy Lucy, like that's what we're known for is the Juicy Lucy, the burger, Juicy the Lucy burger. burger. Yeah, yeah. And the there's like three places I think that like all claim that they had the original, and <laughs> the Nook is one of them. And I and I'm on the Nook bandwagon. I'm kind of jumping on that one, saying they are the original. Okay. Uh, but I love it. It's just a burger place, like hole in the wall. Nothing fancy, but uh, super good food. The Nook, that's that's the name of it? Yeah. Okay, The Nook. All right. Mount Rushmore of Minnesota Vikings. Oh, man. Mm, well, yeah, I, oh, man, this, that's putting me on the spot because I know there's some some uh, uh, older guys that I don't, I don't really – didn't grow up watching, but you got to put John Randall on there. You got to put Chris Carter, Randy Moss on there. <laughs> can i put like the purple people leaders like this no as question one? yeah like I mean, just no, 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 like, no 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 like, no it can't just be like one no, head no. Like, you can't put you can't put no not as one you gotta pick one you gotta <laughs> pick what yes you gotta oh, pick what man. yeah yeah i mean it's your list adam they can't get mad at you yeah this is your list yeah. this is your list I, I mean i mean i guess like uh any of those guys like i already know carl eller or I don't know. Oh, I man. guess you had uh, was it Alan Page? Alan Page. Alan Page was on there. He got to be on there. Yeah. So you say you're Alan Page, Randall Moss, Chris Carter. Yes. And, and yes. Uh, I think Jim Marshall was on that on that team as well back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's some names that that's. I that's, still think I still think I should be allowed to put like the the purple people leaders. Just like they're like one head. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Hey. Mac always giving people a hard time. I agree. See, that's why it's superlative. You know, he handled bump and run good. I want to see if he can handle that, that, that inside leverage press. He got to run that stats. <laughs> he still got to get inside. All right, Adam. This is my last one I got for you. And I know this. Uh, this might not be a hard one because you love this game so much. Your dream course that you want to play. Dream Golf. course? Golf course. Um, well, I have, I have like a, a big list. I mean, it was Augusta for sure, but I, I had the pleasure to play there with you, which was fun, uh, which was, man, that was, that was pretty special. Cause that was like, that was like the one course. Like it was kind of like, I want to play there. And then like, there's a bunch of right here, but now probably like the old course, St. Andrews, I haven't played Pebble beach yet, but I, I mean, I, that's like definitely been way up there on the list. Okay. Yeah, we got right. to make both of those trips happen, Adam. That's easy. I know we we have we have a lot of golf trips in the future yeah. for us. But I know you. But you know our kids, man. Our off season, we we all the kids. Man. No question. <laughs> Them kids, especially no when they're at that, that, that young age still. When they when, once the kids get in school, then we they, and we're both retired. Like we'll be good. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. I'm with it all day. No <laughs> I got one more for you. Your favorite DB to match up with, or maybe not to go against. Um. 
honestly, honestly, I love going against Jair, uh, just because he's like in your face, press coverage. Who, who gonna hold you? He's gonna grab you. He's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna bump it around. Oh, oh, Jair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, and I think he's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think no I think he has potential to be uh, one of the better ones. And then just being able to play him twice, you know, uh, mm-hmm. there's definitely others, but uh, the fact that I get to play him twice a year and, and uh, yeah, I think he's a really good player and, and, and it's just a good battle. I, I love guys that press, you know, like guys that want to yeah. get in my face and they actually want to like cover you, not like just like sit back and let the other guys rush and, and let other guys cover you. Uh, I like guys that want to be in my face and, and, and uh, you know, make it a battle. No question. I, I love hearing it. That's why you're so crafty, because you know you know how to get up off of it. They inside, they outside, they head up. No question. <laughs> hey, real quick, who who's done the, the worst gritty you ever seen? Oh, Kirk's Kirk's was awful. <laughs> Kirk's was bad. I mean, mine was really bad to start, but I have I have an excuse for it because first of all, I, I had I actually had it down pretty good before the first time I ever did it. But to my to like to on my side of things it was an empty stadium there was mm. nobody in yeah. the stadium yeah so yeah. i went from like you know what i mean like it was just like no atmosphere i was juiced up and i did it and it looked really bad but uh but kirk's is really bad yeah kirk, we gotta kirk, we gotta kirk. get kirk you gotta get kurt in there when y'all when y'all get in that end zone a sunday against the cowboys Pat, what, what my prediction was i said what it was i, I think eric i said 23 26 and I would love at least two touchdowns from Adam. My, I will win at yeah. least bare minimum one. <laughs> hey Adam, what color? What color? So you gonna rock the yellow? You, it depends on which. If y'all wear all purple, what color sleeve you gonna wear in the gloves? Because you know, I, hey, listen, I listen, think Adam is a sweaty right guy. Now, as of right now, I'm wearing I'm wearing a yellow sleeve and white gloves. I, I I'm I'm all white gloves every time now. What, what happened? You used to wear the yellow gloves though. Why I know I got rid of the yellows. I didn't like them. I, I thought <gasps> they looked ugly. No. I thought they looked ugly, and then everybody started wearing them too. Like when I when I first started wearing them, like I was kind of like, you know, my little different little thing I did. Uh, right. uh, part you know of my swag wearing it. Then, it was looking good. Because when you had a yellow gloves, yellow sleeves, and the yellow shoes, the Adidas, I said nineteen ready to play. When I see a receiver <laughs> come to the line of scrimmage like that, I'm like, all right, he ready to put on for the city. Right. Like, he ready to go. When it when I'm, his, I'm, when his I'm uniform really looking like that. About my swag though, like swag is important to me. I feel like. I feel like that is like if you don't have if you don't have like the right stuff on, like I just feel like you're not ready to play. Like if I see a DB that looks stank like across from me, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm good. But if, he, but if he has like something like he looks good, like I'm like, all right, like this guy's serious. <laughs> oh boy, you can't. I used to be like, man, I hate seeing the DB just walk straight. Out of the locker room, don't even alter the jersey. The jersey ain't him up at the waist. He ain't did nothing to his sleeves. You cannot look like the uniform man on the wall that they have in the locker room when you're walking out. You can't look like that as a DB. You got to get, get, get a look, get something. And don't have your knee, your pants coming all the way down over your knees, man. Like, <laughs> oh, you can't look like the uniform man. You know, every locker room has that uniform man with the pads on the right way, the knee pads, and elbow pads and all that. I hate that. But, hey. That's why I rock with you because I see swag. So you say yellow, no yellow gloves, but a yellow sleeve, white gloves, white cleats. What kind of you gonna wear? No, I got uh, I got uh, some Halloween cleats for uh, Sunday. So oh. they're gonna be they're gonna be a, a black slash purple, but they're gonna be a little something special. for yeah. Halloween action. Yeah, I heard it here first. All things covered. Nineteen gonna be ready to roll. Yes, sir. Sunday night football. 
Minnesota Vikings, Dallas Cowboys. Adam Thielen joined us here, man. Two-time pro bowler, NFL vet, hometown hero. He's going to be a big-time hero. He bring a championship to the city. He can get all the Juicy Lucy burgers. I said it right, Juicy Lucy. You got it. He can get forever lifetime guaranteed membership to Juicy Lucy and that golf course <laughs> that they don't want nobody to play at if you're not old, if you're not 60 or 70 years old. You'll be able to get that. Hey, before we let you go, Adam, also you have your own podcast. Can you tell us a bit about the ETS podcast? Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, we really started it. Uh, I own some sport performance gyms, part owner. Uh, the guy who's trained me forever, Ryan Engelbert, uh, started ETS, and mm-hmm. I wanted to get involved because I, I believed in it so much. Uh, trained there ever since I came out uh, for the NFL. And uh, so we, we really, the idea was we want to start this podcast and really um, bring content to all of our different directors. So we have 19 locations now. So we wanted each director to have a segment so people could get to know them, uh, understand them, Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and why they should, you know, trust their kids going to work out with them. Um, and then once we got done with that and we got that content that we really wanted, now it's, uh, about the pro athletes that have trained with us. Uh, and then we'll kind of move on to pro athletes in general, you know, just the mindset, things like that. But it's really cool to hear, uh, some of these athletes from different sports of, of how they got to where they got to, and then how important training was of, as part of that. So, it's not uh, my podcast, it's ETS podcast. So we want to make mm-hmm. sure that it's, you know, you know, what is training meant to these athletes and getting to where they want to get to. And then not only that, but being at the top of the game. So uh, it's been really cool to interview some of those. And we actually have our first one released on Wednesday, which will be uh, a great listen. That's dope. That's dope. Well, we appreciate you, Adam, baby. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. 19. Hey, Adam, I just need one touchdown. One touchdown, you can get a buck, a buck ten. You can get one ten, one fifteen, just one touchdown, at least bare minimum. Bare minimum with the Halloween cleats. And when you score, are you gonna show the improvement you made on the gritty? I'll probably get the gritty. We we have a, a little bit of a joke in, in the receiver room. I, I have like a I have a different dance. So uh I'll probably break that out. So oh, you got a new dance. Get it. Hopefully I can get it done. Yeah, we got a new dance. We got a, something a little bit different. I always, I always kind of bring it out when uh, in warm-ups of uh, practice, and uh, I think we can get the whole group to do it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Hey, they're going to be fired up. That school, oh boy, they're going to be jumping. Let's go. Let's hey, go. night games in this stadium? Oh, man. I can't I wait. Man, my guy can't get into action. But Pat, hold on. They're gonna hold, they gonna keep you together until you get out there with number yeah, seven. I know, I know my guys gonna hold it down for me. They're gonna keep it up, they're gonna get you the right, man. They'll get you right. Hey Adam, man, once again, man, class act, man, big time professional, man. Appreciate you joining us. Uh best of luck this Sunday. And uh, hey, you guys get on the golf course. You already know what time it is as well. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right, Adam, appreciate it, bud. See you tomorrow.